every single expansion we've ever had in the history of America is always followed by a contraction. Our economy expands, our economy contracts. This is a special edition of Financial Sobriety. Recent market volatility has prompted this episode to support your financial sobriety in a time of economic concern. What are we doing here today, dude? This isn't two weeks later. This is a special bulletin. This is one week later, not even a week later. Breaking news. Breaking news from your friends at Financial Sobriety. So you remember when you were a kid and uh, I don't know what your after school routine was, particularly in the wintertime, but I would have some kind of a snack and I'd snuggle in front of the TV Maybe watch a cartoon, maybe watch MASH, maybe watch, you know, Hogan's Heroes if my, one of my brothers was home. We used to go outside and play in the snow and play King of the Mountain yeah, and kill yeah, each other. Yeah, you did that, and then you'd come back inside, and you were cold and had to thaw out. Maybe my mom had the guiding light on or, you know, We thawed out in, something front of the like car- this. in front of the kerosene heaters. And then all of a sudden, right, it gets interrupted, and there's breaking news. Yes, I remember that. Today, it drives me crazy because you can't turn on the television Without there being breaking news running Every, across the bottom. It could be the third time you've heard the story because, right, all the major news carriers run the same stories over and over. And it could be breaking news that you've heard now for the fourth time today. Yeah, that's not breaking news. No, it's okay. not. Okay, we got that out of the way. The other thing that we got to get out of the way is our ode to compliance. Yes. And that nothing we are talking about today is specific financial advice. Right. This is not for any one person to take and act on. We're not making any specific financial recommendations today. We just felt the- We encourage you to go see your financial yes, advisor. Yes. If what we share today is is something that compels you to want to take some action, then get on the phone, call your financial advisor, discuss it, see if it makes sense for you based on your individual needs. You know, We're, we're going to have some commentary today that's very broad brush. We're going to talk about what, what happened in the stock market today, what happened in the world today, what's going on today. Uh, but it's very important to realize that each individual person is very situations, individual. Their situation's unique. Yes. So please take what we say today to your advisor, talk it out, see if it makes sense for you to take any action based on what you hear today. All right. That's a uh, marvelous uh, ode to compliance. Ode to compliance. So why are we doing this? Why are we uh, breaking protocols of the every other week episode and jumping in with one here? Well, so there was a party that was going on today. Oh, was I invited? And two people showed up to this party that, you know, I don't really enjoy. Why wasn't I invited? You were invited. Oh. You're invited all the time. Was I there? You were there. Oh, I saw. Th- oh, I know which two people you're talking about. Continue. And, you know, have you ever had a party where two people show up that you don't like them? You don't really want them to be there. You hopefully haven't seen them in a while. But then they show up. What are you supposed to do? I go up to them. I usually spill a drink on them, and then I tell them, ooh, I'll be back. I got to go get a towel to wipe this up. I'll be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Two shakes of a lamb's tail. <laughs> yeah, why is it two? Why isn't it three shakes? Well, because— or, or one shake. Two is better than one. Okay. And it's less than three. <laughs> the poor lamb. So after I spill the drink on them and come back with a towel to mop it up and feel really good about myself for doing that, now what with these two friends? So these friends are fear and worry. Oh, those are the two friends who showed up today. They showed up today. Yeah. We haven't seen them in over a year, right? The party's been going on, and they just showed up out of the blue today. We haven't seen fear and worry since the fourth quarter of 2018. Right. Now, a lot of people would argue that with this health crisis that is going on right now, that it is true concern for fear and worry as it relates to the stock market and the economic impact that 
that this is having, and to my darling mother, uh, could this get worse? Right. And could this, this could this fallout get worse? It could. It or, absolutely could. Right. Well, there's fear, right? And I I love using acronyms for just about everything in life. And to me, fear often stands for false evidence appearing real. Now, it's not to say that things can't get worse. They can. But what's happening is, is we have this stock market reacting to something that may or may not happen in the future. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what we want to help people with, because in circumstances like this, fear and worry show up at the party and it's like the biggest buzzkill in the room. Yeah. Right. It completely flips your energy. You were having a great day. I mean, look, I felt it myself this morning. Right. Six thirty this morning. I pick up my phone. I'm checking in. I'm looking at the markets. Da 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 da. Markets open three percent lower today. Holy bleep! You right. Can, you can say it. It's just us. It. I. You know. I. I. It just immediately. Okay. Right. It's like you know. Dawn the battle stations. You know. Put on the flak jackets. Is it that just. Wh- is that why you're in slacks and a button down today? Yeah. It's. It's my work. It's my go to. Yeah. Right. So many people feel that kind of emotion flood over them. We spend a lot of time working with our clients on what you and I like to call the lifeboat drills Yeah, of being prepared for when things like this happen. Right. They step aboard the cruise ship. And before we hit the iceberg, let's sit down and talk about what we need to do in preparation for that. Yeah. Is that a, a Titanic reference? I guess so. Okay. And in the context, and this is, you know, a few episodes down the road, Right. Our listeners are going to learn about how we don't feel as though all aspects of your portfolio have the same job and are needed at the same time. Yeah. Your money has different jobs. Right. Your money has different jobs. You need some of your money today. You need some of your money tomorrow. You need some of your money way, way down the road. So all that money that I've been saving since I was 23 years old in a 401k plan, do I need do I need that today? Not if you're not 59 and a half and getting closer to retirement. So if you're 50 with an 11 year old, do the math at home online. It's going to be a while till I retire. Right. Right. So do I need that all today? No. So does the price of that matter today? If I'm putting money in. What do you think about that, right? I mean, this is one of my other favorite concepts that we want to talk about in this little special edition is turbulence, right, is volatility. That's a word you're going to hear over and over and over in the stock market. We haven't had it in a while. Haven't had it in over a year. But it's back today. It's no different than the flight that I was on yesterday. So my wife and I went to go visit our daughter in college. We were in the Midwest. We're flying home. We're at 38,000 feet. Bumpity, bumpity, bump. Captain comes on, oh, hi, this is your captain speaking, and uh, please return to your seats and put on your safety ding. harness and ding, and it kept dinging, and <laughs> I kept crossing my legs because I had to go to the bathroom, and my wife's like, you must sit down right now. You can't go to the bathroom. Well, that's turbulence. Yeah. It lasted 10 or 15 minutes. It was uncomfortable, and captain comes back on. Well, we've uh, changed our altitude. We've gone down to 36,000 feet. They're saying it's going to be a bumpy ride for uh, quite a while. And if this continues, we'll find something else. The same applies to the stock market. It is sometimes an extremely bumpy ride. I'm sorry you had a bumpy flight home. I came home from vacation, too, and it was smooth sailing. You know what? Right into Monday morning's market volatility. A little bit of ginger ale, and uh, it sells the old tum-tum, and I'm fine. You were okay. No biggie. Yeah. That's Ultimately, what we want to do with this little episode is try to give everybody a little bit of tonic, right? A little ginger ale to to soothe whatever upheaval they're feeling 
and to help them remind themselves that if you're more than five years away from retirement or needing you, your money or Just needing your whatever, money, whatever you that go. would be, right? Whatever we need that money for. And you're still a saver. You actually like days like today. It's like going, what's your favorite store? My favorite store? Yeah. Oh, boy. No, don't think. Costco. Costco's. I love going up to Costco's. All right. It's like walking into Costco's. It's a little ode to my mother-in-law there. In upstate New York. Yes. It's like walking into your favorite store and seeing a big sign that says, on sale now. Yes. So why is the stock market the only thing in the world where people want to buy when it's more expensive? Of course. Because no, 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 no. Why do they want to buy when it's more expensive? Because emotionally it feels better to buy it when my money is worth more. Because I've already got skin in the game, so I'm going to feel better when I see my money go up in value. It's going to, it's going to create this emotion in me that wants more. Then why do we want to go into Costco and see it on sale? Uh, Right. There you go, folks. That's the lesson in this. If you've got a number of years before you want to retire, you actually want to train yourself to love days like today. If you're putting money into your various investment buckets for whatever the needs are down the road, you want some volatility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't handle a five-hour flight with volatility every single moment of that flight, nor do we want a market that has volatility in it every single day. But some volatility is both good for the investor and it's healthy for the markets. How often have you and I seen media, talking heads, academics, professors, you name it, money managers say, well, you know, a, a correction's healthy for the market. Oh, we've seen it a bunch, but there's never any explanation as to why. No. Rarely is there explanation as to why. No. I kind of think of it like, you know, a little, a little pressure, a little pressure coming out of the tire that's a little overinflated. Sure. And it creates a little bit more room. So even if you're near retirement or retired, the other side to this coin is how all of your money isn't needed now and how your, your money has very different jobs and responsibilities. Well, and I think there's another part of this when it comes to the word volatility. We're, we're trained to be afraid of the word volatility in any form, right? Any kind of volatility in life. At least I'm, I'm speaking for myself. I've always been trained. I like roller coasters. Sure. And I was initially very scared of going on roller coasters. It took quite some time for me to like going on roller coasters. But volatility, it just there's such a negative connotation with that word. Yet, if you're someone like you and me, who is still kind of climbing the mountain of retirement, right? We're we're still in the uphill march. So, what would our industry terminology be for such a phrase like that, sir? Well, I've heard terms called dollar cost averaging. I was going to go with accumulation phase. Or accumulation phase. Yes. And and the strategy to deploy during the accumulation phase. Now, here we go. There we go. Yeah. Is what they call dollar cost averaging. And the first time I heard that, I raised my hand in the room and I said, what? I asked this question, what's the average cost of a dollar? I didn't understand what they meant by that. Was this like a comedy thing? It was. I Well, I'm a clown. I always try to be a clown because okay. I want to make you laugh. Right. Right. That's what I do. But I really – I didn't understand that term. It's the silliest term in the world. So for me to understand what that term was and how this bad guy of volatility could actually be my friend – I mean I've, I've, we've written about this before, that if I'm somebody who's still in this accumulation stage of my life where I'm climbing saving, up, saving, 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 and, saving, and climbing up this mountain and I've got money every month coming out of my paycheck and going into a retirement account, 
then volatility like this actually becomes my friend. Right. Because what it allows me to do is each month that my money goes into my 401k plan when values, I mean, gosh, who would be the lucky duck whose 401k deduction comes out of the paycheck today and hits this stock market on a day that's down a thousand points? What a great time to be buying more shares. And the more volatility we see where we have more opportunities to systematically, every month, automatically, just have money swept in at a lower price point than where we were just a few weeks ago, the better our chances are for reaching our financial goals at the top of the mountain. Because as it's down, we're buying more shares. You're buying more shares in whatever the investment is. Right. And that's something that I think- And shares, just for people that maybe not understand all this lingo- Shares are just units, right? right. Units Shares of are ownership. Just units of ownership in a stock, in an, an investment, of a some mutual kind. fund, right? An ETF, a bond fund, right? We 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 own these shares in these units. So I walk into Costco, and my favorite thing in Costco is on sale, and so I'm able to buy more units of that thing, correct? Because it's on sale, correct? That's and that's the whole idea. And and one of the things I love, our, my phone rang twice today. Right, We have 175 families we take exquisite care of. Two of them called today with a little bit of fear of what's going on in the market today. Did you change your phone number? I didn't. It's been the same phone number for 16 years. Oh, okay. And only two people called. And in both cases, we got to have conversations about how this is a normal part of the investment cycle. Yeah, and we just forgot about it. Right. And in one case was a, a person who's still saving and accumulating. And the reminder of what a great opportunity this is to buy more units on sale today. And what I encouraged her to do is to not necessarily focus. She wanted to log into her account online and see the value of her account. And what I encouraged her to do is instead of looking at the value, look at the number of shares that you own. Has that number changed since Friday? The number of units of your favorite investments you still have. The only day that that price matters is the day we decide to sell some of this stuff way, way down the road to help supplement your retirement. Bingo. Right? Bingo. Absolutely. And then the other client who called was somebody who's on the other side of the mountain, right, where now volatility can potentially hurt us because instead of putting money in on a regular basis, we may be now taking money out on a regular basis Ooh, to that, live. There seems like there's a good industry jargon for that one. I think we call it the distribution, distribution phase. Distribution phase. Yes. So taking money out. If you're in a place in life where you're relying on your investments to create part or all of your retirement income, then days like today, I understand why that would create some fear. But what we have to understand is that we don't need all of this retirement money. Today. Today. Right? We need some of it today. We don't need all of it today. All right, so this is a good episode for people to look back on, listen back to when we have days like this because days like this will be coming. This is normal like a clock, right? We have day and we have night, and we've we've heard a lot in the news. I mean, especially in an election year, we hear a lot of talk about economic expansion, economic recession. There are fears that what's going on with this health crisis and what's happening in the market could cause a recession. Is a recession necessarily – a bad thing. It's not a comfortable thing. It's not easy. It's not fun. It's not comfortable. But it's normal. And it's part of a healthy economic cycle, just like every single day we are blessed to have on planet Earth is followed by night. 
every single expansion we've ever had in the history of America is always followed by a contraction. Our economy expands, our economy contracts. And, and you know what happens if you have too many contractions? Yeah, a baby comes. You have a baby. You have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> now you have a baby clock spinning next to you. So in the funny little silliness that you and I do, that is a birth. That yes. is something something great amazing sure. comes out of that contraction. Think about what came out of the 2008 crisis. That literally- Grant, had, had, <laughs> my son. <laughs> your son came out of that. Four days later. There you go. See, there's your little baby story. September 14th. Ties it right back. The world collapsed and all those companies collapsed. And four days later, we had a contraction, a baby. There you go. And not only did you have a baby, but social media, these smartphones, the way the world communicates since that 2008 market meltdown has been incredible. With every major economic cycle, it's this circular cycle like the clock that's on the wall. And although it's maybe not as predictable as when those cycles are going to change. I mean, we're sitting here talking on a day the market was down 1,000 points. We have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. We have no idea if we're going to fall into recession because of what's happening with this health crisis. Right. All we're trying to do is help you understand that if, in fact, some of this fear, this false evidence appearing real— We are hoping it's false evidence appearing real. But if it does come to mm -hmm. fruition mm -hmm. that the markets continue to slide into a correction or what some would refer to as even a bear market— Right, A correction is if we're down 10% from our highs. A bear market is if we're down 20% from our highs. If things like that happen, it's normal. And it's also a great time to sit down with your financial advisor, look at all of this money that you have out there, and realize not all of it is needed today. This is an awesome lifeboat drill that we hope people will listen to again and again as these events unfold in, in life. And you know what? I get to say it today. I think that's that's a wrap. Well, before before we wrap up, before we do wrap up, you will get to say it today. If you have more questions about this, send us an email, info at yourfinancialsobriety.com. Good idea. Send us an email. We'd love to get back to you. If you don't have a financial advisor and you need to find a financial advisor, there are lots of great web tools that can help you find an advisor in your community. Uh, what's the one you've you've shared this before through the CFP board? So the, through the Certified Financial Planning Board, you can go to cfp.org. Yep. You can also go to our friends at Charles Schwab and look for a financial advisor near you. So at schwab.com, you can type in your zip code. Oh, and they'll and, help you find an advisor. And they'll help you find one of the advisors in one of their branches. When, when you need some help, if we can help be a resource in that regard, send us an email and We'll do our very best to answer your question and help point you in a direction. And please make sure if, if you like this episode, you subscribe to future episodes, give us a review. Uh, feel free to visit our website for more resources on how to have a healthy relationship with your money. That's yourfinancialsobriety.com. We've got a good little book out there that I wrote that we, uh, we released to the world back in January called Financial Sobriety, Rebuilding Your Relationship with Money One Step at a Time. I mean, we've got lots of resources to help you kind of navigate times like these. When uh, the water gets a little choppy. Yeah. So please reach out. Let us know if we can help. And that's a wrap. Thanks again for listening today, here to help you find more clarity, confidence, and capability along your journey into financial sobriety. I'm Matthew Grishman. And I'm Jim Gebhardt. Be intentional with your money.
Jim Gebhardt is a registered representative of and securities offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Jim Gebhardt and Matthew Grishman are investment advisor representatives of Gebhardt Group Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, and Gebhardt Group Incorporated are not affiliated. The opinions in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or investment recommendations. To determine which investments or financial advice may be appropriate for you, consult a financial advisor prior to investing. Any reference to market performance is based on historical information and there is no expressed or implied guarantee of future performance. This has been a special edition of Financial Sobriety.